Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. So in the next coming weeks, I have decided to launch a coronavirus series in which I'll be bringing on amazing guests to talk about these uncertain times and how even in uncertainty, there can be an amazing opportunity for us to thrive. Now, that may sound weird, especially if you're seeing markets tumble, especially if you've got people around you that are suffering because of the the virus, uh, and maybe even if because you are scared of your business coming to a halt. Whatever it is, the fears that you have and the panic that you may be feeling, then this series is going to really help with that. I felt really compelled to bring this into uh, my awareness, but also into the awareness of you, the listener. So with that in mind, I'm super excited to be launching this series and for us to create a different conversation to the one that's being had in the media. Not to say that this isn't important, not to say that we're not entering into difficult times, but to say that there is and there are other ways of viewing it other than the panic and the fear that's being brought to the table. So if you are feeling that and you know you're, you are being affected by the coronavirus through your business, through your finances, through your health, then these are going to be incredible conversations to be tuning into. And if you know of anybody in that situation, then please, please, please do share the episodes with them. Enjoy. So on today's show, I have the beautiful Connie Benjamin. Connie reached out to me on Facebook and I took a look at what she was up to and really just loved her profile. And she's a mum, just like me. And she has had a journey of going through very difficult uh, experiences with her husband and her children running on, on empty and realizing that she needed to change. So what she went and did, was turned her relationship around and actually is now full. She's also an author and a podcast host of The Fire Within and helps mums and women to really live out their purpose from a really inspiring space. So we had an incredible conversation of how she transformed everything that she was going through into a place of peace and into a place of nurture. So if you are at the moment feeling like you're constantly reactive, you're constantly knee-jerking your life, you're constantly in a place of uh, running around and feeling like your cup is completely empty, then this is going to be a great episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody and on today's show I have Connie. Now Connie, I don't know how we even managed to connect I guess on Facebook one of those random connections and then we realized that we were kind of on the same wavelength and we were kind of in the same sphere so um, we decided that we would have a conversation especially because we kind of understand the the juggle and the struggle of being a mom and, and a business owner and working from home especially at the moment so yeah welcome Connie Thank you so much. It's amazing to be here, Marina. So uh, a place I'd love to start is to just really understand what had you get into what you do. So, uh, oh my goodness, that is an amazing question. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. Can I tell you a crazy story? So I basically was, um, I was working at the time and I loved it. I, I loved helping people. I got to really help people in their lives. Um, but my heart was with my little girl. Like I wanted to be home with her. And so every time I would leave her during the day, I would just cry in the car, quite honestly. And, um, on top of that, we were living in an area of town that was really unsafe. And so I wanted to move, but I wasn't making much money at my job. We didn't have enough money to move. And so I knew I had to start a business, but I had no idea how to do it. I was like, I know nothing about business. Um, and so I started to, to learn a little bit and get some success. And finally, I got enough money to move. And I felt like, that's it. I did it. Like, I won. And I remember the day when we walked into our new home. And it was like this 
beautiful home and our little, my little girl went skipping across the kitchen and out into the backyard and there were trees everywhere. And I just remember feeling like I did it. This is amazing. But I didn't know in that moment that I was actually about to lose everything that mattered most because I had spent so much time and energy working on my business and and trying to grow my business that I was totally out of balance. I was disconnected from my husband. I was stressed out as a mom. I was feeling massively overwhelmed. So I I was just, I was massively overwhelmed. And there was a moment where everything came to a head and I was actually in my office. I was late for an interview. I had a million things on my my to-do list. I felt so stressed out. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but the moment when you're so overwhelmed, can't even think clearly, that is how I was feeling. And my daughter was having a temper tantrum outside my door. And I was so just overwhelmed. And I remember in a moment of complete desperation, I picked up a glass and I threw it at the wall. And I remember looking down and seeing pieces of shattered glass all around me. And I realized that that's how I felt inside. I felt broken and unwhole. Um, And Marina, I'm grateful for that moment because in that moment I committed and said, my life is not going to be like this. And I will do whatever it takes to change to find a way to have my business and love being a mom and to be in a passionate, loving relationship. And so that's what, that's where it all started. It sent me on a quest to figure it out. Um, I found these fire principles that I learned from one of my mentors and um, I found they were awesome, but they didn't really relate to like uh, being a mompreneur, being a woman entrepreneur, mompreneur or woman entrepreneur. And so I adjusted them and created the my fire within system And in doing that, it changed my life. I fell in love with my husband again, uh, replaced my nine to five income and enjoyed being a mom more and actually took care of myself without the guilt. So that's why I wrote my book. I wrote my bestselling book, Women with Fire. That's why I spent the last decade supporting women entrepreneurs with lighting that fire within them so that they can overcome self-doubt and overwhelm so they can share their message. So uh, what are these principles? And I'm curious, because obviously, especially with everything that's been happening in lockdown, um, it was quite interesting just spending time on Facebook um, and seeing that moms, so many moms struggling to be able to actually do the work, have the kid, uh, make sure that she didn't kill her husband, um, and, and feeling like she might have to sacrifice one thing or the other and possibly not feeling like she could have it all. So I'm curious about um, how you managed to... Well, let me ask you a a different question. I guess the question that wants to be asked is, um, what what were you not seeing then that you now see that has really helped you? I love that question. I think one of the things that I wasn't seeing is that I was making the mistake that I hear a lot of women talk about as well. For me, what that mistake was is I was thinking I had all of these problems. I thought I had a relationship problem. It was my husband's fault. I thought that I had a time management problem. I didn't have enough hours in the day. I thought that I had a kid problem because my kids were having a temper tantrum outside my, my office door and it was my kid problem. And I thought I had a like something's wrong with me problem because my emotions were quite honestly up and down. And what I didn't understand in that time is that I did not have all of those problems. What I really had is a priorities issue. And that when I could shift that around, it was just like a complete paradigm shift. When I made that adjustment and and could put things in the right order at the right time in the right way, using what I call fire priorities, everything changed. Because then I had, you know, to give you an example, for me, I was I was falling into default mode with priorities. And I don't know if you can identify with this at all, but um, this is what I was doing. And this is what I've heard a lot of women talk about how we usually prioritize is that usually we go to what usually goes first. Like, you know, usually we put our kids first. And then if we've got a business, we put our business next. And then sometimes extended family and friends go next. And then our partner and then ourselves and then a relationship with the divine, if, if we have one. And if you think about that, like I was doing that. And so the result of that 
is I was stressed out, burnt out, overwhelmed, and resentful. I didn't have a relationship. My husband and I were like roommates. Um, I resented him. My kids, I was stressed out all the time. I didn't feel like I wasn't taking care of myself. My health was completely off the radar. You know, I was tired all the time. I was overwhelmed. My adrenals were just gone. I had developed a pretty crazy health condition that had symptoms of feeling down all the time, tired all the time. Like it was just, everything was out of balance and it started with priorities. Does that make sense? So what came, what comes to mind, I've got this um, meme um, and the meme is two triangles. One of them is um, the, the sort of old paradigm, which is, um, you know, family, children, work, and then, you know, what's left is you at the top. So you're the smallest part of that, but you're not at the bottom, which is basically the support. But for me, where I see that we need a shift and change is having you right at the bottom and then let everything else take care of itself. Because without that, then you don't have, how can you look after everything else? So, um, but, but what I've found is, and I, and I really resonate with what you're sharing is that what gets in the way of us being looking after ourselves. And I don't know if you found this to be true is, is taking the guilt too seriously. There's an element of, of guilt that comes with, Oh, I can't look after myself. I have to look after everybody else first, but that makes no sense to me. I, I don't know how you see it and whether, what shifted for you was realizing that actually spending time in that energy was really not beneficial to anybody. Because if you can't, if you're not okay, your, your physical side, your mental side, you're just generally exhausted and depleted. You can't be in life in the same way as when you are actually taking care of you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Marina, I totally agree with you. And that has absolutely been my experience is that when I was in that place, I didn't have enough energy. I was arguing with my husband. I, you know, I, I wasn't in a good place. Um, And, and I think one of the things that really shifted for me is when I began to understand how priorities work. And just like you said, I mean, when we put the most important things first, when we have that solid foundation, everything falls into place. And so for me, one, one thing that I did was I developed a system because I, I really love systems. I believe that when we know kind of the next thing to do and we can do that with divine inspiration, man, like it's just crazy awesome. So I developed the, the fire principle or the fire priorities that helped me to have a system to use to, to have things in the right order, to know if I'm in the right order. And so um, how that basically worked is that I, I developed an acronym. So acronyms, I love them because they help me to remember, solidify that. And so it's an acronym for fire priorities. And the F really stands for first creator putting that creator first, that relationship with the divine. And I know I've listened to podcasts before when you're talking about getting that inspiration, going in, um, getting that, that, that inspiration of what we need to do next. That's a, that's absolutely right. And that's the first thing that we need to do is get that divine guidance first. Cause I don't know about you, but I can't do this alone. Like I need all the help I can get. Yeah, I was having this conversation today with a mentor of mine and I, you know, when I'm not feeling so hot and so great, I forget that I actually have that um, guidance. Um, But also the other thing is it's really difficult to listen when you're not looking after yourself because you're tired, you're down, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. So while we can listen and it usually shouts at us and screams at us, especially if, if we aren't looking after ourselves through symptoms in the body. Um, it's certainly a lot more difficult <laughs> to, to work in partnership with the divine. If, if we're not, if we're just generally ignoring it, not listening to it and well, way too consumed by, by our insecurities and overwhelm. Um, yeah. 
Totally. I absolutely agree. And that's why that next step in the process is so important because I've done the, and I love that you point that out because I've done the whole, you know, going to the divine and saying, I need help and I'm a steaming hot mess and I can't hear any inspiration. And I kind of think of it like, it's almost like a child throwing a temper temper tantrum and being like, but why won't you give me my toy? I just found my toy, right? I mean, the parent's not going to give the toy in that moment. And so we really do need to manage our own state of mind. And that's something that I've learned that, that really is the next step. So in that acronym, fire priorities. The next step, it's the I and the I stands for inspired self-care. And my wording with that is very intentional. And the reason it is because I'm not talking Marina about the kind of self-care that we see in the movies where people are like, have these cucumber things on their eyes and they're spending a lot of money. I don't know anybody that does that. Like, (laughs) I don't know. And um, I'm talking about the kind that like fills our soul whether it's, you know, yoga or journaling or meditation or running, like it doesn't matter what it is, but something every single day to help us just get that mental and physical nourishment really that we need so we can hear the divine. Yeah, I um, I really resonate with this. And, and one of the things that, uh, well, when I had my son, I went through a period of a lot of overthinking, doubting, fearing, uh, overwhelm, stress, and, um, you know, some would call it postnatal depression. Uh, I, I realized, so I got curious about, you know, um, I wanted to help myself. So I went online and Googled, you know, self-care. And what was great, what was really interesting about it was that there was all of these um, incredible ideas about what self-care might look like on, on any given moment. So it might have been... Um, going on a date with your husband it might have been going to the spa it might have been going for a walk it might have been all of these wonderful things and yet none of them taken take into consideration your state of mind when you're doing them so you can go on a date night with your hubby and be pissed off and angry and yet that's not really the self-care it's not necessarily really sustainable or you can be in a bubble bath but you're in your so in your head that you're not even in the experience of the bubble bath. So I started to sort of see that, that uh, yeah, sure, like absolutely, there is some great self-care, but, but knowing that um, they are there to quieten the mind or at least connect with something far greater than, than just the body or the brain. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love that. And that's such a great distinction is that it really is about in, intent and awareness. And and um, I think that's so powerful because really it, it applies to all of the fire priorities. I mean, I, you gave the perfect example of when we're when we're taking care of ourselves that 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 needs to be there. Um going for a bubble bath and in our mind having a fight, replaying a fight that we had with our partner, not going to be super relaxing (laughs) at at the same time. And I've tried that. It's not relaxing. (laughs) Right. And at the same time, you know, I've also, I've also seen the power of sometimes being in momentum, even when I don't feel like it, like doing that thing that I know I need to do, even when I don't feel like it. And the perfect, the perfect example of this, I remember there was a time where I was heading out the door, I was going for a run. And because I finally learned that I needed to take care of myself. And so I was about to go out the door. And of course, I live in Canada. So well, I did before. And so I had like, coverings on a scarf on my on my face up to my eyeballs because it was winter time and a toque on and you know I just was totally ready to go I was very committed it was very cold outside and my husband was sitting on the couch just as I was about to leave and he said Connie we have a problem we need to talk about it and I had my hand on the doorknob and he looked at my face which probably was like are you kidding me right now you do not want to talk to me about this and he said never mind let's talk when you get back. (laughs) And I, you know, of course I opened the door, went for a run. I was just not in a good space that day. And when I first started that run, you know, I was going through, I knew we had a problem to talk about and I was replaying it in my mind and I was all stressed out, but it is very difficult to stay angry when you're out of breath. 
and moving your body. Like it's really hard, you know, just try and do that for a a period of time. There's something that happens in our body when our body is, is moving when we're in momentum, whether it's, you know, moving our body physically or, or meditation or whatever it is that sometimes in the act um, we, we also find that, that calming down and, and kind of get more into a, a, a better place. So I, I love that you're talking about, we need to be intentional with what we're, what we're doing and also rec- give ourselves a break sometimes, like let go of some of the guilt sometimes and just know that sometimes it's just the act of a momentum that that's enough. And that will help us to get even a little bit um, further ahead than we were before in terms of our state of mind. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, what are the rest of the principles? So, so in the, in the fire priorities, so that's, that's the F and the I and the R stands for relationship with your partner. And for me, oh man, this is, this was a big one because I, in our marriage, when, when I was, when I was first married with my husband, I, we were best friends and I felt like this is how it's going to be forever. And we're just awesome. And it's going to be amazing. And, um, after we had kids, our first child, I had um, symptoms of, I I was very, very down all the time. It's because later I found out it was because I had a physical health condition that was causing all these symptoms, but I had symptoms of postpartum depression. Now I didn't have it because it was the physical condition that was causing it, but I I still experienced very similar um, experiences. And on top of that, you, you put that plus, you know, lack of sleep and laundry mountain and the mom guilt and stress that is involved with having a new baby and our relationship was a mess like complete mess and we were disconnected um yeah not connected physically emotionally sexually spiritually any of it and i remember feeling like really everything in our relationship came to a head one day when we were sitting on the couch we were watching tv because marina that's all we did at that point in our relationship and I remember pausing the show and looking over at my husband and saying, is this all there is? And I, I will never forget the look in his eyes. Like he just looked at me like confused and hurt and scared. You know, what does this mean? And I'm grateful for that moment because in that moment, we both realized that this is not how we wanted to live. That having a fine relationship is not what we wanted. And we needed to change it. And so that's one thing that I'm really grateful about the fire priorities is it allows us to connect. For me, it allows me to connect with my husband in small bursts of time to prevent that feeling from happening. So, for example, um, there, there was a it, it's just that small moment of connection. There was there was a moment in our day where, you know, he was he was about to leave for work. I was once I learned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so once I learned about this and learned that like I was making the same mistake that I've heard so many women talk about, which I can identify so much with is that we can get so busy running our businesses and so busy juggling kids and managing everything as women, we hold so many roles that my relationship was like bottom of the totem pole. And I felt it like I felt it and I didn't want that anymore. And so um, in, in fire priorities, it's just about connecting with a partner. If we have one or having this awareness for a future partner to have an awesome relationship in the future, right? Um, in, in just a small burst. So I'll give you a quick story. Uh, there was a moment where my husband was about to leave for work and I remembered this principle fire priorities. And I was like, I'm going to do this, you know, cause I was sitting, I was standing at the kitchen sink and I was washing dishes <laughs> and, um, I was super busy. Like I had meetings coming up. I was super stressed, like busy, but I saw that my husband was about to leave for work. And normally I would just call over my shoulder and be like, have a good day, honey. But no, I remembered this principle. And so I dropped the dish towel and I ran to the door and I grabbed that boy and I kissed him within an inch of his life. And I saw his little butterfly eyelashes and he was just looking up at me like all lovey-dovey. And, you know, he went off to work and he said, well, before he did, he looked up at me and said, what was that for? And I said, I love you. Have an amazing day. And he turned around. He he walked out the door and he was like strutting down the street. You know, it's kind of like one of those air mattresses or if you're camping that got pumped up, his chest is all puffed out and he's walking down the street. 
Um, but I realize I tell that story because he had a better day, a more productive day. I had a better, better day, a productive day. And it just took a moment. And so that's true in relationships. And it's also true with kids. So the next step with fire priorities is engage with our kids. And I, I use that wording very intentionally, engage. And I know, Marina, you're so intentional with, with, your, with your boy. Like, you are just so awesome. And, and so that's about, it's a similar principle. It's about just being present and engaging. And sometimes all our kids need is just, just a moment of connection, and they feel loved, and then they'll go play. In fact, I remember a time when my little girl was coming in here and I was writing the finishing touches on my book and my little girl kept coming in and grabbing my shirt and saying, mom, mom, mom. And I was feeling kind of stressed out because I was in the midst of trying to get the book done for, for a deadline. And I was like, I'll be right there. I'll be right there, sweetie. And then I remembered this principle and I'm like, no, I shut my laptop and I, all I did was like lift up my hands like a monster and went rawr and started chasing around the house. And my little girl goes squealing around the corner. Of course, her, her sister sees her, doesn't know what's going on, but she sees a game is going on. So she starts screaming and squealing. Both of them are laughing, turning around the corner at like top speed. And I go into their room and I'm tickling them. And like, I just had their hearts in just that moment. It didn't take long. It's a minute. And that's what I'm talking about. We don't need these big, long bursts of time to connect with the people we love and take care of ourselves. It's a moment of decision that makes all the difference. Yeah, I remember with my ex-husband, the, the epiphany I had, which was um, we always talked about what our, our, my diary looked like or his diary looked like. And then I had this epiphany and it was like, well, what does our diary look like? There was no our diary. There was literally his diary, my diary, and then we would kind of see how we could fit. I said, look, we need to have our diary because our diary is pretty much non-existent. Um, And that was a massive sort of epiphany for me uh, because we were so busy. And it's so true, especially if both of you are, you know, working from home or, you know, you've got your own business, the other person has too, and you're very much engaged in your projects that it's that bit takes over um, and, and then all you end up doing is working, being a mom, looking after everybody else. And the last thing that comes along is, is your husband. And um, I've become very aware of that now. And, 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 and um, even though I haven't seen my partner since 12th of March because of lockdown and he lives in another province, we can't travel from one province to the other yet. Um, we make sure that we talk to each other every day and uh, make time for that and connect. And I, and I really, for me, it's a really special time. Um, and of course, it's challenging too, because then I've got Leo who wants to also participate in the conversation. And, uh, but one thing I also realized during lockdown was this very thing about engaging with Leo. And I, I remember at the beginning and and we were kind of in the midst of like seeing how we were going to work this together. And um, I think about a week and a half in, I realized he actually really needs mummy and, and Leo time. So I made sure that we had like two hours every day where we would just engage with one another. And that would look like playing games or it might look like um, going for a walk or it might look like just having lunch or it might look like, I don't know what else, but um it was. It had to be put in the diary so that it became this really cool routine. Now, of course, the lockdown has been very specific to this situation, um, but in general, I realised that actually um, there is, and it's and it's actually really interesting because it, you know I hear a lot of mums say, "Oh, I can't find the balance, the balance, the balance, the balance." Um, but the minute you, and it comes really back down to the, print, the the basic principle of I'm going to look after me and then everything kind of takes care of itself. There is a common sense that happens as a result. Your awareness expands and therefore you're able to actually have much more capacity to um, focus on what needs attention uh, versus all of it needing to be a priority. And for me, that's really been the key thing is to get quiet enough to then go, well, this makes more sense to me to do it this way. Well, that makes more sense to me to do it that way. 
but it's never really been like a fixed plan. It's more like an awareness that, that shows up as a result. Have you found that to be true or? Yeah, I love that you talk about that, that it really is when when things are in priority, things do fall in in order. And especially when we're taking care of ourselves, like you're talking about, Marina. And I think part of what happens is that there, there's ways that we can receive that inspiration, right? I mean, you, I, it's, it's beautiful how so much you talk about getting that inspiration, getting the next step that we need to do. And I know for myself, when I'm intentional about that, and I remember that I'm not alone in this journey, that this is, this is all, you know, one, one podcast I was listening to, you mentioned that, that uh, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And that is so true. And I think sometimes what happens is the physical experience can be crazy pants, like just crazy and we can forget that and 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 being having things in the right order and connecting with the divine asking what do you want me to do today like what is the first thing that you want me to do and trusting that we'll get a response we'll get some of that guidance is game changing because it's it's like it's kind of like our eyes get opened i know for myself that was i spent most of my life not knowing that i had an ability to connect with the divine i had an ability to receive inspiration and when i understand like i'm a systems girl i love systems things have to make sense to me and when i understood that there's a system to connecting with the divine and that i could get inspiration about my day my crazy day when i've got three kids and you know a teenager and two toddlers like my life is just nuts sometimes but when i could get that inspiration that that was game changing that was game changing because then i can get that 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 knowing of what do i need to do first what's a priority and I can get those stepping stones along the path that not just I want to go on, but that my purpose, my divine purpose is leading me towards. Yeah, I really, I really hear that. And, and, and what came to mind when you were talking was um, a few little moments that I've had with Leo and that have just come from something that just happened not because it was thought through or thought out. It just sort of happened in the moment. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So it was a couple, yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, and Leo and I were talking. Oh, yeah, he said to me that he said something to me. And I, and I was like, he's lying. He's not telling me the truth. And I know at this age um, that they that they use it, lying is another way of using their imagination. So I get it. Um, but I also thought, well, actually, I don't want him to get into the habit of this. So I want him to become aware that maybe, just maybe, that there is another way. And, and I got curious about why he wouldn't tell me the truth. And so what it transpired was he was afraid that I would get angry. And, and I said, okay, I totally get that. I understand that if, if I was in a position with somebody else where I thought they might get angry with me to tell that the truth, that I probably wouldn't tell them. So I think that, um, you know, I totally understand and resonate with why you wouldn't share that with me. Um, and then I said, well, how about this? How about we have a deal? And the deal is that um, mommy promises, and so we did a little big pinky promise, that she will not get angry. And even if she does, she'll go in outside and have a huff and a puff, but she won't get angry with you because she wants to create. It's more important for her to create a safe space for you to come to her and tell her stuff. She breaks that rule. Um, what do you think should be the consequence? And so he 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 said, um, "Mummy needs to buy me a toy." <laughs> like, okay, fine. Well, it seems like a good enough deal. And then the thing was for him, it was like, okay, so Leo, how about you? What, what you know? What happens if you decide that um, you're going to go against your pinky problems, which isn't to lie to me? And he said, "Well, I'll go without television for a day." Now, it, it just it just stepping back from that little experience that we both had, that didn't come from any kind of book or any kind of thing that anybody had shared with me. It just came from a um, um, an intent and a priority 
to create a safe enough space for Millie and Leo to have these conversations, but for him to realize that he can come to me with whatever he needs to come to me with. And I, and I, I, I can be there for him in the best way that I can be. So we've had lots of moments like this during this time, but I haven't put them down to some technique. It's just sort of arisen as a result of, of, of just being quiet enough that it's just come out without any thought behind it. That's amazing. I love that so much. And it's true when we're, when we have that engage, that presence, when we're truly present with our kids, it allows that space for those conversations. That's so powerful. I remember, yeah, yeah, just a couple days ago, I was sitting in the car, I was driving with my daughter somewhere and she's a teenager. I can relate with what you're sharing so much. So we were just kind of talking about things. And we were talking about vaping just because I had seen a show that talked about vaping and some of the the dangers to kids. And I was asking about her perception and and she was just hearing her talk about that and her perception and how she recognized that it's something that could really hurt her. And she recognized what she would do. And we just, if someone offered that to her and her perception of that was just so powerful. And I didn't go in the car thinking, okay, today is going to be the vaping conversation. <laughs> that isn't what happened. It just, we were just chatting about things and then that kind of came out. And so I totally agree. I love that you're, that, that you give that example of you and Leo having that conversation, because I think that, that when we are present enough and can, can hear that kind of divine guidance as well, then it really opens us up to conversations that, um, never would have happened, you know, never would have happened. I, I remember year, a couple years ago, I had a similar experience where I was sitting on a porch swing with my daughter and we were just, just under the stars and looking up at the stars and just having a cuddle time. And she started asking me about intimacy and about sex. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. But at the same time, I was just grateful that just that space and that presence allowed her to be comfortable to ask those questions that were on her mind, obviously. Yeah. I, 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 I really see the power in that and yet it gets so overlooked. Um, it gets so overlooked because we're so busy and we make other things more important. And, and, and for me, and what I find really interesting with what you've shared here today is that nowhere in what you shared here today, have you made money a priority? And I love that because I've had so many conversations with mums over the last few months where money is made the priority. And while I understand there's logic behind that, um, it's also for me what I hear and what you're sharing is that security well-being and love doesn't come from anything other than the divine and there is a sense that yeah you don't use money in any of those principles and I I I, I just find that really awesome but also I'm curious about that what's your take on that on money yeah great great question I think that um so the the fire priorities are really about priorities in terms of relationships and when we start to get into money and goal setting around that, I, I think that there's other principles that come in place. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I believe that, I believe too, that, 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 that love, that connection, that inspiration with the divine is absolutely most important. And that when we step, when we step on a divine path, a purpose-driven path, I'm, I'm really passionate about, I truly believe that each of us has a purpose that's bigger than what we can possibly imagine. And it's guided by the divine. It's, it's some of the gifts that we've already been given. And when we powerfully step towards it, then we can create what we want to create in terms of our businesses, in terms of income generating activities, as long as we keep things in the right order. Now for that order, it's a little bit different. It's about, it's about service. How can we provide so much value for the people that we're working with that they want to work with us. How, how does that happen? Because money is an exchange of value. Like how can we create that? But here's what I know. I've talked to 
The reason I talk about fire priorities first is because I have talked to major centers of influence, major successful women that have lost what mattered most to them. And so my mission, like everything that I do has a basis of purpose because I believe that when we step into our purpose with our family and our business and our, and our calling in life, which can, which, which is our message in our business, when we step into that, then we can create the financial results that we want. But we also need to, we need to be, we need to light ourselves first. Cause like we talked about, if we're not lit up, man, we're not going to light anybody else. It's like that fire within. I mean, in my book, if you look in my book, I actually have a fire in the woman's eye. That's very intentional because I believe that that fire happens within us. And then we light our relationships in terms of with our partner and our kids. We light that up, man. And we get excited and we want passion. We don't want our relationships to be fine. No, to heck with fine. But that gives us the ability to then light up the community and our business, like light it up, show up for people in a way that they can feel um, and then light up the world in terms of influence and our ability to share a message on a grand scale. So do I believe that there's a place for, for money and for making money in our businesses? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what business is. Do I believe that it first starts with service and getting lit up with ourselves and the people we love first? 100%. Funny, you reminded me of an acronym saying as you like acronyms of what fine actually means. Yeah. Um, and there's a song title and the acronym for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Been there. Been there. That's That's awesome. I'm fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is the best. The best. Fucked up, insecure. <laughs> yes. Been there. Yes. Yes. I really hear that and I just it's it's really interesting how we can all go into denial and what I found is that it's so easy for us to be uh, settle to settle for mediocre to settle for fine to settle for just what I have and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because in fact contentment is first and then it doesn't matter what your life looks like if you're content that's really all that matters because you bring all of that contentment into what you've already got. But this sort of um, denial of fine, like I'm fine, everything's fine. I'll just, you know, I'll just carry on as I've always carried on. I I find that so often to be um, in, in our society where it's like, I'll just settle for this. What have you found? Have you found that to be true? Um, If so, what have you seen um, that could speak to that? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love that question so much, Marina, because I, when you talk about contentment, I mean, that's beautiful. Contentment is beautiful with, when there's a fire within, it doesn't necessarily mean we're like bold and brash and shouting, you know, like it, it, often that fire within is, is, a, is a true joy. It's a true contentment. It's a true connection to the divine, to who we really are and to the people we love. And so I, I, it's so powerful that you talk about that contentment and how important that is. Or you used a different word. Dang it. it was contentment. Contentment. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that that is so, so vastly different from what you're talking about now in terms of that, that, the false fineness that, and I can speak from my own experience. I know that for me, when I've stepped into that and said, you know, I'm fine. As in for me, what that meant is things aren't good, but I don't know how to change it. And so I'm just going to settle. That's what it meant for me. Now, I don't know what it means for, for the listeners listening today. Certainly I've talked to hundreds and, and presented to thousands of women and heard them talk about having a similar experience. But, um, but what that really means to me, I believe, is that when we start to feel that, it's because there's something going on. And here's the dynamic. Oh, man, I get so fired up about this stuff. Okay, so, <laughs> so basically, when, 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 we hit, when we hit the edge of our comfort zone, 
you know, that, 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 and it could be in anything, our comfort zone with writing a book. I know you've, you've done that. Our comfort zone with parenting, our comfort zone with relationships, our comfort zone with taking care of ourselves, or doing a Facebook live or whatever it is. When we hit the edge of our comfort zone, there's two things that happen. Um, the there's, I believe there's two parts of ourselves. And I know lots of people talk about that. I'm just going to talk about it in terms of there's that courageous part of ourself. And there's also that part of ourself that's scarcity that's trying to hold us back and keep us stuck. And so what happens is when we step up to that edge of our comfort zone, we have a choice. We can listen to that doubt. And, and, and actually, in my book, I talk about the five extinguishers of fire, because I believe that that's what like, just fire extinguishes all that fire within us. Things like doubt, self-doubt, procrastination, pride, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And I mean pride in terms of contention or envy and that kind of stuff. So when we step up to the edge of our comfort zone, when that part of ourself comes up that is really fueled by those extinguishers of fire, we start feeling self-doubt. We start feeling you know, uncertainty. We start feeling scared. It's going to come up. But when it does, if we step back from that moment of decision and we say, no, nah, things are fine. Things are good enough. Even though we know, we feel a knowing within ourselves to keep going, what happens is our spirit begins to diminish. And I, I interviewed somebody um, a while ago, Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville amazing conversation. And she talked about how that's what happens when we step off the edge of our potential, because that's really what it is. The edge of our potential, that's when we start to feel less, we start to shrink. But what happens, Marina, is when we when we step up to the edge of our comfort zone, and we know we need to keep going, even when we're scared, we don't know how it's all going to work out. We don't know if anybody's going to read the book. We don't know if anybody's going to watch the Facebook Live. We don't know if anybody's going to buy the program. We don't know if our our partner will say, I love you back. All of those things, when we step up to the edge of our comfort zone and we do it anyway, and we take that step, even though we don't know how it's all going to work out, that's where the magic's at. Because what happens is our fire gets brighter. We get more courage, our capacity grows, our character grows. Even, even when it doesn't work out the way we want it to, it works out the way we need it to. Yeah, I, um, there's a, I, I saw this about three years ago now, but it, it was a bit of a game changer for me. Um, and I, it, it's a really beautiful reminder I think that we've come to see fear as, as, as a way to shrink back, self-doubt as a way to shrink back. But I now see it as an invitation to expand. In fact, if you, the more resistance and the more fear, I would say that, actually, that you're actually walking the right path. Because without it, it's almost like... It, it's almost like the next level that you kind of know that you've reached a threshold and now you're going beyond it. Um, because as you say, otherwise it would just be in your comfort zone and anything new that you create, anything new, it has to be in the unknown because you can't create anything in the known. It's already been done. (laughs) So in order for you to create anything, you have to go into the unknown. And so if you're not willing to go into the unknown, then you can't create anything new. It's just like, that's just impossible. Um, so this invitation, and, and, and yet we see fear as this sort of finite future that, that definitely does not exist, but it seems to exist in our minds and therefore it is concrete that that's how things are going to turn out. But I always come back to what do I know right now? What do I know right now? What do I know right now? Because we don't know. We have no idea about what will happen. And it's that very pattern of thinking that keeps us stuck. It's that very pattern of thinking that keeps us small. It's that very pattern of thinking that that has actually got us to where to be in the fine zone Um, versus actually being... um, in a, in a, in the fire zone, which is what you're talking about, which is, it's inevitable. 
Like if we want to grow, we're going to have to feel really fucking uncomfortable. If we want to grow, um, we're going to see some hot, sweaty messes. If we want to grow, um, so we have to just accept that and and move with that. But um, to to see fear as as an invitation to expand versus shrink back, to me, that's been a bit of a game changer. Yeah. That is amazing. And I love that so much. And so true. You know, a daily example that I, I, this is such a small example, but I once heard Tony Robbins talk about that every morning to kind of deal while he was talking about when he's dealing with this um, epidemic, the pandemic that's happening right now. And he was, he was mentioning that to overcome that logical part of his mind, that part that's holding him back, he gets into a cold shower and first thing in the morning, and so that's what in our family, that's what we started doing is I, I get up in the morning and I, and I say, I say, go, I go. I get in the coldest shower of my life, Marina, because I am terrified of that shower. But I think if I can, if I can win the shower, I can win the day. And so it's pretty hilarious at the Benjamin house when you hear different people at different times going into the shower. Because my daughter, Zoe, heard that I was doing this. She's 12 years old. She's like, mom, I'm all in. I'm all in. And so around at different times in our house, and you can hear people just screaming out of fear as they jump into the shower. (laughs) But there you go. Face that fear. Yeah. So Connie, um, if somebody is listening to this and wants to contact you, how can they do that? I love it. Well, you can absolutely reach out to me on social media or give me a shout on my email Connie at myfirewithin.com. And I'd love to support your listeners too in knowing the next step with your purpose, knowing what that next step is. So um, another way you can connect with me as well is actually to just receive a gift from me. Um, I've got a purpose discovery exercise that you can just get for free. And that's going to www.myfirewithin.com slash purpose. And you can get that. It's actually an exercise that walks you through um, understanding what your purpose is in this life. So we can put that into the show notes. That should, that should be absolutely fine. So okay. thank you so much, Connie. Um, and one last word of wisdom, if you have them. I would just want, I just want your listeners to know, I want you to know that, that you have something great to do in this life and that the times that you feel not enough or the times that you feel uncertainty like we've been talking about in this conversation just know that you are enough and know that as you keep taking that next step the next step will appear and you'll become who you're meant to be to do what you're meant to do beautiful well thank you so much and everybody that's been listening i hope you enjoyed this as much as i did and until the next time bye for now And there we have it, another beautiful episode of The Joy of Being. Now, if you got something from this and you know somebody that could really, really do with a boost of positivity and joy, then please do share the episode with them. It's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others. Failing that, if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in in these uncertain times, then please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for Hardworking Mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash the breathing space for mums in business. 